0: I think for me, what was on the other side of like, just basically the reason why I pushed through a lot of it was mainly because I knew that it just provided opportunity. What opportunity? I had no idea. I had no clue like what I could do with it, but I knew the the more that you push and the more that you separate away from other people, the more doors open for you. And the more you have choice, the more I push through these uncomfortable things and like stop being like I got a gym, it's successful, I can just sit back and just do whatever the fuck I want. No, I want to get more uncomfortable because that can be taken away from you at any time. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life.
1: It is time for something new.
0: Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all.
1: Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get Maestro fight. Three, two, one. Hello friends, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. Today I am recording in person. I like doing these, doing a few more of these. And I have a guest here with me who there's a good chance you may actually know if you've seen some of my stories, if you happen to be on Instagram, if you happen to be on the TikTok, he's there as well and absolutely crushing it. He is the owner of CrossFit South Bay, South Bay or South Bay. He is a lover of all things Bulldogs, like all the Bulldogs, every single one. And he's recently become a tie-dye connoisseur. Like this man is up in his workshop looking like Bill Nye, got shit tied up and there's ice and stuff. It's It's actually pretty amazing. And I brought him on to talk today about social media, to talk about running a gym, to talk about bulldogs, to talk about living by the beach, to talk about having no kids, to talk about what it's like to create, build, and live your best life. Without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Forrest. Thanks for having me. Forrest is actually called (laughs) Lesbro.
0: That's my (laughs) Lesboo right there.
1: So, Farce, I will be a good host and I'll pass the mic over to you immediately. But I will give us a set starting point for things. Can you talk about? Can you start us off with the gym because that's how I met you. You oh, are man. the owner of CrossFit South Bay. Can you talk to us about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, the gym has been my life for the past 13 years, and in it's had its up and ups and downs. I've opened up second locations multiple times. I've had some big wins, big losses, and it's, it, was one of, it was a huge passion of mine, um, and it still is. It's just, you know, it's been 13 years, and yeah. sometimes some shit gets old. Like, yeah. there's only so many times that you can, like, mop that floor <laughs> and teach a class and clean the bathroom, and, you know, it's, it has been great. I've met some of my best friends there. And it is still cranking away. Um, but, you know, I thought maybe I'll just, just, just like have a new challenge. And that's when I decided to basically go online. But the gym is still there. I'm. It st- It is still my foundation. And it is still like um, a lot of fun for me.
1: Did you get any pushback in creating a gym? I feel like many parents are not like yeah open a gym
0: (laughs) yeah especially my parents like in tooth so i started the the gym in 2009 and it was just like towards the end of the the like 2008 like the housing crash of 2000 2008 and like i started it instead of going to business school and i just really got a lot of pushback people didn't even know what crossfit was back then so to start a gym at the bottom of like basically a recession and having nobody know what kind of gym you're starting in a garage with a, like a grungy garage with like 20 or 30 people. And this is before like you could use social media to promote, <sighs> promote things wild forest. So it was uh it was a huge risk and um, it, it paid off. Would I prob would I do it again? Probably not. I probably, I probably would not open up a physical location right again. now, right now, yeah, right now.
1: But if you went, if you could, I mean, I feel like the gym has—I don't want to say it's brought these things because you created it. So I will, I will be watching Forrest's stories, and he's you know panning around. There's all these people there, and like basically every time he does a story like that, I'm like, you built this. Like, so I don't want to say like, you know, the, the gym has brought all these things into your life and not give you credit for it. You created this space. You built this thing, and you know, you—it's cool to build something. that You have like tangible evidence. If you went back, had to go back, would you do it again?
0: You know, I think if I was in the same mindset, yeah, I probably would do it again because I was – there was a lot of things I was ignorant to. um, But at the same time, it was a huge opportunity to start, like, a micro gym in a community that I love, right?
1: You started, like – CrossFit was hot when you started. It was, like, burgeoning, but, like, people were into it. Yeah. How did you – why did you want to start? Did you – were you into CrossFit? Yeah. Like – Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean – going from like a gold or a 24 hour fitness and you go to one of those gyms and there's, there's a lot of benefit to those gyms. But the one thing that it was lacking was like just human interaction. Like Mm -hmm. you just don't talk to anybody in those gyms. And I thought it was great that CrossFit in general, is like, you're cheering each other on and you're talking and there's a sense of community and you're interacting and it was accepted. And I, I liked that. And you know, you'd go to like a 24 hour fitness and it just totally seems so sterile. Yeah. And so just like way, just totally way different. different.
1: How did what you did find you out different? about
0: CrossFit? Uh, through some friends like who played volleyball. We just did, we were doing like CrossFit in a park. Yeah. You're like yeah.
1: CrossFit I mean excuse me, Forest started CrossFit. I don't know if any of you listening know like the origin and the timeline of things, but Forest is super OG and like, you know, CrossFit started underneath like an overpass out <laughs> in California and like, I feel like Forrest was one of the people there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> it was like it was brand new, you know, it was brand new and like there weren't that many people doing it and <laughs> that's amazing. It just seemed like crazy. So that's what made me interested in it.
1: What made you want to There's a difference between I'm interested in this and I want to open my own facility. <laughs> like there's a little bit of a jump. What what happened there? What made you want to Start your own box.
0: So when I get into something, I go <laughs> I go hard. I go hard yeah, into something. And anything that's like catches my eye or anything that I find that I can, I can be relatively passionate about, I will go hard with. And that's just me doing me. Yeah. And I was also kind of sick of what I was doing, right? And I didn't want to go to business school because I felt like I would just take on more debt to be back in the same job that I didn't want to be in to begin mm-hmm. with so I was like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna do it now's the time to do it I don't have any other responsibilities and if if I fail I fail how old were you I was 29
1: and and that's amazing that's amazing because I feel like I in my mind I thought you were gonna say you were like 23 which is still equally like amazing for a different reason of like oh you're like super 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 young but 29 and I'm sure that. Also, for those listening who don't know, Faris is also Asian. So I feel like <laughs> for you to be like, I'm 29 and my yeah. parents, I can only we imagine we're not super thrilled about this. And you no. said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm passionate about this thing.
0: Yep. It's full send. Yeah, it was a full send. It was a I full send. That. Parents were not very happy. Also, they hated on they hated on me for years. And then once it became relatively successful, that's when they were like, we're so proud of you. Okay. We're so proud of you for doing this. We <laughs> so knew you good. had it in you.
1: That's amazing. Did you have... So the space that Forest is in right now, it's in uh, Hermosa. In within, Hermosa it's within South Bay of of Southern California. It was the first CrossFit box that I... Uh, a second, actually, that I went to here, but the one that I love the most and I'm still a member at. That physical location is like next to a... Um, it's like a garage. You went and looking for spaces and you found you had both bays from the beginning as well yeah
0: yeah so so i was looking for a garage i was looking for something that would work i knew we were going to be loud so i wanted some some other noise around us because i didn't want to be next to like a dentist's office it probably wouldn't be good so like i was like you know we can make this work is it zoned properly let's go for it and again this was during one of the biggest like housing yeah. crashes ever. So this place had been vacant for a while and uh. there weren't a lot of people that were like, Hey, I want to lease a garage. So I was able to get in at a good price.
1: The So I want to take it back a second because I have two questions stem from this. Uh, I'm going to go with the other one. So how did you know to look for a space like that? You just had the savvy of like, this should not have neighbors near it. Like,
0: yeah so (laughs) the space that i was looking for was something that was close to people where people lived but not too close to where Mm -hmm. people lived and had enough room basically to for barbells and things like that and had a clear run path and you know i just didn't want to deal with i didn't want to deal with like neighbors a whole lot i also didn't want to deal with being like in a bad area because that's you know, like,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: And people w- will just not go not gonna there. Go. No. Like you know, it was like, I want to have a place where people will actually go. Where would I go? Yeah. And then that's how I found it.
1: Absolutely. Did you have, uh, I'm going to write this down so I don't forget the other question that I had. Did you have a business background though? Cause you said your parents wanted you to go to business school and you said that you didn't want to end up in a job that basically you yeah. already in and you hated. What was, yeah. what were you doing?
0: So I was doing corporate sales for FedEx and I was like, I hated it. I never liked that job. Ah. But the entire time that I was, after I graduated college and started working for FedEx, I was, like, traveling back and forth. And I started all these, like, side hustles. Like, constantly I was, like, doing these side hustles. So I would like, find a way to buy, like, Uggs, like, in (laughs) bulk and, like, slang them on eBay. Or I'd, like, go to, like, these warehouse sales when, like, jeans were hot. In like downtown LA, and buy these like designer jeans for like fifty bucks, and resell them for like two fifty. Wow. <laughs> wow! And then I started like a computer, like a like a computer, like a Geek Squad style thing for businesses. I started one of those.
1: How did you learn how to fix computers? I
0: I had always been decent with computers, okay. so I I like knew how to do that from college. But it was just I was like, man, these businesses will pay a lot if you just go in and fix their issues.
1: This is show so you. All of this makes so much sense. <laughs> so much. When I record these episodes, you folks listening, I have a rough idea of the story that I want to hear and kind of where I want to take things. But we are learning these things together in full, in real time. And I'm hearing these things about forest that I didn't know. Yeah. But they also make so much sense. And you see with all the guests that I've brought on, there's a common thread, that common theme of... Building, creating, living your best life, and so many things that they're able to do—they right, come from from habits, from uh, just behaviors, ways that you are from from when you're young. Like it's always been part of these things that I've done, and then it ends up being something huge. So this is actually not at all surprising. I want to stick with CrossFit for a little bit, just because like I find it fascinating. You have a, and you still have a successful brick-and-mortar business that survived and thrived through. COVID. I think that one of the, you know, the telltale signs of a business is what, what happened during COVID. Did people want it out and they left? Did your, did your community not support you and they didn't show up? Or did everyone rally and say, I want to keep this fucking thing open? And that's how it happened with South Bay. Like, so, with these, when you first started it, who were the members? <laughs> like, where did <are> they come from?
0: <laughs> they were just like, they were people like at the time that were just like my friends amazing like friends and then friends of friends yeah. and then basically like I used Facebook at the time cuz that was pretty much the only social yeah. media and I would just beg people to come in and work out and people would be like well, what's crossfit is it like circuit training is it like this I'm like well you just got to come in and check it out yeah. and and the whole idea was to get them in and then to to cheer them on to mm-hmm. show them that it was mm-hmm. different from a, a like a 24-hour fitness to show them that the experience was like This is just a bunch of friends working out in a garage. And like, it didn't really matter what kind of workout we were doing. I think what mattered was that it was, we were just having a good time. It was just fun. And like, we would hang out afterwards and people became friends and then they would invite their friends. And that's pretty much how it worked. I love it. Like I I was, I, I did get kind of lucky in the fact that it was like right before the big CrossFit boom, but it was just friends working out. That was all it was.
1: I like that you use the word lucky because we kind of talked about timing and like there is, I'm not like the biggest fan of that word lucky because it depends on who's using it and how they're using it because people oftentimes can use it to, uh, in a kind of negative way, oh, he must be so lucky and he used to like take away from the amazing things that this person did and The fact that you took a chance and like, so the timing was divine there, but you took a chance there and, and did these things and you had the social skills and before it and the business savvy to be able to get this thing going and, and, and off the ground. Like,
0: yeah. And like, like you said, like I had this desire to like create my best life. And I remember working for FedEx and being like every day that I work here, a little piece of me dies. (laughs) Like I hate this job. (laughs) I hate these people mm-hmm. like I'm around a bunch of people that are just straight up fucking miserable mm-hmm. and it's making me miserable yeah. and like it's like oh but they kind of keep you around with like oh you get promoted or you get yeah. this bonus or you get this and after a while I'm like this isn't even fucking worth it totally. I like cannot I just hate it And I'm like I'm gonna wake up one day bonus after bonus after like promotion and it's going to be 15 years later and i'm going to wish that i did something be miserable and be fucking miserable right just sitting in my car driving around to all these (laughs) stupid businesses that i don't even like and i was like why am i doing this i can't imagine you in this life yeah i
1: am like what
0: yeah that's why i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start a gym with my friends get to work out with my friends, get paid for it, and then I'm going to move across the street so I have no commute. That.
1: that. So Forrest now lives literally across the street from the gym, and it's like the best setup. He has his mad scientist laboratory downstairs. The bulldogs have a nice little open space. He kicked the ball with them, and it's literally across the street. Not that it matters that much because Forrest also has 11 billion cameras, that's what listen he rubbed off on me and now i also have 11 billion cameras because we all know if you have one you need 110 billion. because what the hell is one going to do nothing you got blind <laughs> spots that's it the you whole have blind place spots. is blind spots first how did you end up in in hermosa
0: so after i i graduated from santa barbara we didn't have a, I didn't have a job, so me and my buddies just moved to Hermosa, we were like, "It's cool to go from one beach town to another Cool. I had no job all the rest of my friends, like people I graduated with, had jobs lined up. All I had was money left over from dealing drugs uh-huh. so I was like, I can survive for a while with Got that it. Mm-hmm. and that's we just moved down here and partied, guy, so that's pretty much it this guy. i know
1: businessman since day one a personable since day one so let's and don't worry folks we'll come back to dealing drugs i know that a whole audience is like wait what <laughs> wait a minute i'll back it up, I'll back it up. Uh, okay. we'll weave that in later uh but this is a good segue because we're talking about building your best life and challenges and and taking chances you had the gym and like you said it's fun. You're kind of doing the same things over and over again. People are coming. A lot of people are staying. I want to say more people are staying than, than going. But we do also have like the community here where it's like a beach town and people are traveling, nurses and things like that. So people do come and go. But the uh, the CrossFit box indoors. One of the things that you've done so well with that is you said you didn't want to be too close to to neighbors, but also like there are apartments across the street. Yeah. How did you navigate that?
0: Well, so... <laughs> so the neighbors I think are one thing. If they own the house, then that's that's mm-hmm. definitely an issue. If mm-hmm. they're apartments, then they're pretty much transitory and they'll like, Oh, we don't like the noise and they'll move. But what I did was I just was really proactive about it and then I just went next door and just I uh, first of all I introduce myself, I give them my card. If there's ever any issues they can call me. Um but I offer all of them free membership. So smart. And I think just the offer goes a long way So smart, um, and that they can put a face to a business instead of like this, like faceless business. Yeah, so and the smart. fact that I live on this, st- I live like two doors down from them, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're neighbors as well. I think that makes a big difference.
1: Wow, that's so smart. So, so, so smart. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like you did some of that during COVID. What was it like running the gym? How did it stay open? How did you not close? How did you not get... <laughs> A lawsuit.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, oh, man. So, during COVID, it was crazy. So, like, 2020, when we had to shut down, we ended up shutting down for three months. And luckily, the community all paid. I was able to pay all of my employees the whole time. We went to basically going online, which I wasn't really a fan of at the time, but it made me realize that there was a need to do that. But we got caught, I mean, we got people calling. I shut down the gym completely and I still had people calling and reporting us saying that we were in the gym working out. It would just be me in the gym fixing stuff and I would get people the cops would show up and be like we got a call that you were running classes. I'm like does it look like I'm <laughs> fucking running class? Like I, I'm like fixing all the rowers and people yeah so it was it was a rough time and I felt like everyone was out to get me but um luckily we had a pretty strong community stand yeah. behind us for sure and i was i the, like keeping all the employees was huge yeah oh, it's was was huge,
1: huge. forest also rented out equipment oh yeah, I, I forgot rent. about yeah, that yeah i didn't forget about that was awesome i forgot like, about that yeah take we... a single piece of equipment and like you know it was like dumbbells or, or kettlebells which was huge because was right in the beginning yeah. you couldn't buy stuff and yeah and i was, was like is deal. this
0: stuff ever gonna come back and it did <laughs> yes. it came back
1: <laughs> Just no more, no more kettlebells and dumbbells. Just gone. No, yeah, I, I was. Yeah,
0: we, yeah, we gave out all of our kettlebells and dumbbells, and that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that.
1: No, everything. It's Damn. why whenever Forest posts again, whenever Forrest posts in his stories, and again, if you're following him on Instagram, he's I know Forest. We will link that in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, whenever you watch his stories, I I look at it and I'm like, dude, you built this, and this community did rally. It really says something. You know, coming out of COVID, how did the businesses do? It speaks to the ownership. It speaks to the community that was built. And community is hella solid over there. Like, dude, we were just there, I don't know, two months ago, laying flooring. Like, people want it. They want this thing to stay around. you built that. That's a, a big deal. Yeah,
0: building community is just something I think comes slightly naturally to me. And its I don't ever think about it. Yeah. I never think about, like, I'm going to build a community mm-hmm. today. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm building communities. <laughs> no, I mean like
1: <laughs> No, I feel like
0: I feel like it comes like relatively natural just because it's like I want to surround myself with people who I find that are inspiring to me, that I like to be around, who are funny, like just aren't like shitty people. Just aren't toxic shitty people and I kinda of filter those people out and then keep around all the good ones. So it just feels like Everybody's like, okay, this is cool.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, um, there's definitely leading from the front with that. Um, That was one of the things actually I noted during during COVID, but not COVID related, when there was all this social injustice uh, and social unrest. And suddenly Forrest is down at the fucking (laughs) pier (laughs) marching. (laughs) And I was like, this guy. And the big thing with that was that, he brought that back to the the gym in the terms of, like, this is a space where we get along and we can communicate about things and we're not just going to, like, tolerate any bullshit, but we're also not just going to shove things under the rug and be like, oh, it does you know, work out. Like, it was, he said, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe. You had things um, spray-painted on, the, oh, on yeah. the mats. Like, that was a really big deal. The local kids did yeah, that. That was, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, like, oh. Like, that definitely comes from the community that's created comes from the leadership uh, and how you're showing up. So uh, continuing with that, you said, you know, you're looking for some new ch- – I said it very early in the podcast. You're looking for some new challenges. You've been doing – been running this gym for 13 years. Are you still coaching there? Are you still – how how involved are you with it?
0: I mean, like, I definitely run the place. Uh, I'm not coaching there. So I'm not doing a lot of the day-to-day stuff in the gym. Like I will step in and coach class here and there. I'll, you know, I'll fill in, I'll clean stuff, mainly fixing things. Mm-hmm. I'm fixing yeah. a lot of shit. Always fixing. So, but mainly it's like, I, you know, I have to keep all the troops in order, making sure that people are doing their job. So I'm just managing, mm-hmm. just managing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's, it's, I'm more hands off now, which I think is a good thing. It's, it's a natural progression. I think you don't want to be hands on in your gym or in your business all of the fucking time.
1: Thirteen years is a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. I feel like there's people trying to do that after like thirteen months, and I'm like, maybe you should stay a little longer.
0: Yeah, time. yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say the first, the first couple years of a business, you have to be hands on, with dead. the goal of being more hands off. Yeah, no, that. But like, you can't just be like, I started a business, I'm hands off. Dude,
1: I feel like that's what we see, and it's kind of the story that's told of like passive revenue and like start this thing and then yeah. outsource everything and yeah, passive
0: revenue ain't a thing. No, not at all. That's not no. a thing.
1: <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> you got to be active. It's a There's, lie. That's, yeah.
1: It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. So you are still managing. You have your hand in things. Definitely this man's fixing all the things. He's watching the cameras. He's making sure the shit gets done. Also still programming. Your progr- I don't even do CrossFit anymore, but when yeah. I did, your programming is by far my favorite because it's, it's true CrossFit. Yeah, It was like yep. very true cross. And now Forrest is kind of into the bodybuilding scene, and we'll, prog- we'll program that and sneak that yep. into the programming, yep. which I, I love. I don't do it, but I see it. and I love it. <laughs> right? So, what are you filling your time with now? You said you're looking for a new challenge, and COVID made you realize that the online space was there was a need, there's a thing.
0: Well, what I think now's a good time to announce my OnlyFans.
1: Ah, yes. Here we go.
0: My feet pics. <laughs> I'm selling feet pics online, <laughs> <laughs> making a, good a killing. Time. <laughs> no i think uh <laughs> i'd like to announce my feet pick exactly. business so
1: i think now's a good time
0: uh me and shante joke a lot about selling feet pics online so uh, only feet only feet <laughs> i've actually had some I'm people sure. ask me i'm sure for feet picks.
1: i'm zero percent surprised by yeah this. zero
0: yeah i was like i was like are you serious and they're like yeah, yeah. i will venmo you money
1: yeah i'm zero percent surprised
0: Not gonna lie, I was kinda tempted. Just to see. (laughs) Just to see. And to say that I've done it. I've made money off my feet. I'm
1: not gonna lie, I feel like, especially as a dude, there's just less less risk with these kinds of things. Oh, for sure. So I'm like it's like funny. Yeah, like go ahead, Bars, make some money. Yeah.
0: I'll sell feet pics. Drinks on Forest. (laughs) But basically in twenty twenty what happened was it made me realize like, well, two things. One, I, I, I had to go online. I had yeah. to have a presence online because that was the, the only way to scale. And I actually had started the process in January of 2020. So before COVID like really shut us down. But I, so I opened two other locations that really just failed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. that's right. It just, them. Yeah. It damn near fucking killed me. I forgot and, about those. And like, I was like, you know, I'm done opening other physical locations. It's just not, it's not worth the time. Or the effort to do it. And the reward is just, it's not there. So I was like, I want to go online. But I had this huge fear of like posting anything online Mm -hmm. as myself. Like I had this major imposter syndrome. Like people are going to make fun of me. And people are this. And like nobody's going to listen to me. And like I had this issue for months. Like I was like, I was so afraid of it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And like Shantae, you know. Because every day I'd be like, today's the day I'm going to post. And you're like, just fucking post. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, no, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I would do like one. And then I'd wait for like a week. And then I'd like begrudgingly post another mm-hmm. one. And it was like getting no views, getting no likes, you know, barely any comments. And a part of me was like, just give up. Mm-hmm. Just give up. This, You suck. Mm-hmm. You fucking suck. But another part of me was like, no, dude, you said you wanted an online yeah. business. Well, get the fuck online then. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it was um, it was like this, this crazy fear. Like, I don't have a fear of speaking in front of people, but I've, I can equate it to how people describe their fear of talking in front of people. Like, it froze me.
1: Do you know wh- where it came from?
0: No, I have no idea. And I think part of me was I, I didn't like Instagram. Like I didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't look, like the platform.
0: I didn't look at it. Yeah. I didn't browse Instagram. Yeah. So I think that was, a, that was a big part. There was something that I didn't know. and It was super intimidating. And it felt like I was like I would rather stand in front of 10,000 people than post something online. So That's how afraid I was.
1: So interesting.
0: Yeah. So, so, so. And so over time, I was like, look, these people can do it. Why can't you do it? Mm-hmm. So then over time, I just started to do it more and more and more. And like, thank fucking God I had my lesbu to support me. <laughs> because if I didn't have that support, I would have quit. And like, Shantae gave me some tough love or it was just like, look, just fucking post it. Just post. Like, what, what are you <laughs> crying about? You know, crying and about. yeah, <laughs> there's a couple times you're like, yeah, so what? Just, just like it's not that big of a deal. And then I was like, I don't want to post stories. I feel weird posting stories. You're like, whatever. They disappear in 24 yeah, hours. Gone. Like shut shut, they're shut up. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Like they're gone. no one's gonna remember this, dude. Yeah. Nobody cares that much. And in my mind, people did. Yeah. Right. In my mind, it was like people were screenshotting and saving and mm-hmm. gonna use it against me later. Hmm. And then. You know, and then I was like, I thought I had to be somebody different. Yeah. I thought I like to post something on Instagram. I was like, no, dude, you're not like this Instagram influencer. Like you don't look like them. You're way older than them. Like you got to be somebody different to make it on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. And you're just not that person, bro. Mm-hmm. And that was, what was going through my head.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It's a yeah. valid concern, valid fear. <clears throat> and I definitely remember Saying things like I, I'm very specific uh, and intentional with how I will support people and what I'll say. And I love that you said it earlier. Forrest, when he's in, he goes all in. And it was actually, I remember it was very confusing for me because I was like, when you like something, and that I think was the best thing, you didn't like it. I'm like, when you like something and you're instead in Forrest, this man is like, he's so in. He is literally the tie-dye master now. <laughs> Like he has a whole wardrobe and a clothing line is coming out and he makes them all himself. Like he built bikes for a while in there.
0: That's right. All right. Like electric bikes. He's
1: in and learns all the things. And I was just like very confused, but like in hearing you say this about, about the being, you have to be someone different. And namely the first part that you're like, I didn't like the platform. That's huge. If you don't fucking like the thing that is impossible to want to be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes it really difficult. It makes it really difficult. And and I also didn't understand the cadence, the cadence of what, how people talked on these platforms. So there's like, obviously everybody's on social media, but there's like a cadence to like DMs and comments and posts and what elicits, you know, like a good response in a post. And it's different. It's different from if you're going to talk about platforms like Facebook mm-hmm. to Instagram to TikTok to Twitter to even like LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like there's just like a different rhythm to each one of those things. For sure. And it's like, it's like walking into a different party. Totally. And there's just a different group of people in there. Totally different. Some jokes hit, some jokes don't. Right. And there's, it's just a different conversation going on. Yeah. So I didn't really, I wasn't really familiar with it.
1: Yeah.
0: And it made me really afraid to post. So then what I did was I was like, you know what? I do kind of understand Facebook, which I hadn't been on for years, but I'm like, I'm going to get on there because I don't give a fuck about any of those people. Fair. So I'm going to get on Facebook because that platform is straight fucking hot garbage <laughs> anyway. And who cares? <laughs> who cares what happens? So I got really comfortable with like posting on there mm-hmm. and understanding yeah, yeah, like yeah. Co- the conversation. And then I was like, okay, I'm a little more comfortable now. So now I can start doing I love Instagram. This. And it didn't, you know, it helped a little bit. But what really helped was when I discovered TikTok. That. TikTok.
1: Mars loves him some TikTok.
0: I love TikTok.
1: He feels about TikTok the way I feel about Instagram. <laughs> fucking loves it. This man loves it. I
0: love it. <laughs> and like, I will defend it too. There you go. Like, yes. Like, if people are like, oh, fucking TikTok's just yes. a bunch of like dancing and then. It's like, yo, dude, shut the fuck up, first of all. You don't yes. know what you're talking about. This. But I love TikTok, and the reason why I love TikTok was because I discovered that in, like, April of 2020. And going from Instagram to, like, these Instagram models, just perfect pictures, like, perfect lighting in this, like, tropical location, I was like, that ain't me. I'm not – it's not relatable. I don't give a fuck about these people. And, like, I can't post that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not that person. But I get on TikTok – And TikTok in April of 2020, yeah, it was some like kids dancing and stuff, but there were also like people like just making funny ass skits and they were being silly. The lighting wasn't perfect. They were talking to the camera and it was candid and like, there's like weird angles and it feels like you're just like watching somebody like in their living room, like put on, they had like ridiculous like costumes and like Shantae yes. has my she like loves this costume of mine where I just put a towel over my so head funny. and I just become I like a I legit thought woman. you
1: were a woman looking into the face and I just
0: literally fence. just put a towel I, over my it was, head
1: your face was in my defense your face was far away in the true. video
0: that's true <laughs> but that's like but like and these people just were just having fun and they were just making up these silly dances and skits to things and I was like this is more my speed so I created a TikTok account And like, all that I did was like, you know what? I can post on here because nobody knows I have this account. Mm. Nobody knows who I am. Mm. Nobody else that I know has a TikTok account. So I'm just going to post stuff on here because it's fun. And so I just started doing that. And like, I got like no views at all. And it's fine. Like, I was like, This is great, it's like a sandbox that I can play in that nobody knows who I am Mm -hmm. or judges me. And then I kind of kept posting more and more and more. And then I got like my first viral video that like, I think at the time it got like six or 700,000 views. And it was just on like gym etiquette, but I got so many hate comments Mm -hmm. in this like, like the first day it happened, I was like, yes, it's, it's taken off, I had a viral video. Then, like, the second day I got these comments, I was like, fuck, how do I turn it off? Mm-hmm. And then there was a point where I was like, you know what? If you want to be online, you got to deal with some hate, bro. Mm-hmm. So deal with it. Yeah. And it taught me really quickly how to deal with hate comments. And ever since that I had that first viral video and I got so, like, hate comments from, like, this video stupid to, like, like personal ones where people were like aren't you a little old to be on this app and now i think it's fucking hilarious at the time i was like it was like crushing my world Mm -hmm. but but once i had that happen i was like nothing can be that bad
1: you have said that before like (laughs) Like, like, i was like yo yeah
0: i dealt with these hate comments and i survived So, and then I started to watch how other people dealt with hate comments. And I was like, wow, it's so graceful. They did it so gracefully. (laughs) And I was like, and then there's just different strategy. And that was like my biggest fear. So having that happen early on, I think.
1: That was helpful. Really,
0: really helpful. But I was scared. I was really scared. I think
1: that can go one of, that can go multiple directions where for some people, and I know them. It's, they're like, I don't want to be on here. I'm done. Yeah, I got that, and I'm not going through this. And you, and I'm really glad that you did. We're like, okay, I'm gonna keep pushing through. It's fucking scary and terrible and feels bad, but what made you want to push through that?
0: I think what I think when I I at the time it was it was really bad, right? It like fucked with my head a little bit. Yeah, but I also told myself like, look, this is like a filter. This is like a filter that that. People hit, people hit this wall and they quit. Like they turn around and go back. Like they get scared and they're like, look, I don't want to, I don't, I can't do this anymore. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. But the people who make it just push past that, that barrier. They push past that, like that filter. So now instead of like, you know, I'm competing with a hundred thousand people, maybe that just cut, cut out like half of those people. And now I'm only competing with 50,000. So I was like, every time that you hit that resistance and you can push through it, you're now like creating more separation between Absolutely. you and the people who weren't willing to Absolutely.
1: do it. What did you think that, what did you think was on the other side of that separation? So you're like, you know, people, they stop, they don't make it. What what for you or to you at the time was making it? What was on the other side of this mean Me's me in comments. <laughs> TikTok so, fame. <laughs> so
0: I <laughs> would we'll be TikTok famous. <laughs> I mean,
1: there's nothing wrong with that. I'm cool with that. Like what was it?
0: I you know, I think I think for me what was on the other side of like just basically the reason why I pushed through a lot of it was mainly because I knew that it just provided opportunity. Got what it, opportunity? Got it, I had no idea. Got it. I had no clue like what I could do with it. That's something. But I knew the the more that you push and the more that you separate away from other people, mm-hmm. the more doors open for you and yeah. the more you have choice.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, so with COVID, I, what made me realize with COVID and having to shut down my business was I had, I didn't have choice. Mm-hmm. I had no choice and I felt like, yo, I fucked myself by like putting all my eggs in this basket Got it. and I didn't have a way out. And now I'm scrambling and I don't want to feel like that again.
1: I love that for us.
0: So for me, I was like, the more I push through these uncomfortable things and like stop being like, oh, I got a gym. It's successful. I can just sit back and just do whatever the fuck I want. No, I want to get more uncomfortable because that can be taken away from you at any time.
1: That. That. At
0: any fucking time.
1: That. it's We face one fear to create safety. Like, exactly. That makes, it, it, that makes sense. We face, we face our greatest fear if it means that safety is on the other side of it yeah yeah and options like
0: i want i want to be able to have a choice
1: man 100 percent. playing it safe is risky yeah having those options absolutely where you can't be taken away
0: yeah and that's where that's where with me too i was like well what am i willing to do with my content that other people aren't i was like i'll be silly Mm -hmm. i'll be silly well in a world where everybody's looking fucking dope and cool with a highlight reel i'll just be silly And it just came natural to me and like i'm like i'm just gonna do that yeah and so i stopped trying to think what other what i should be doing for other people and just thought about like what am i going to do for myself
1: that that is huge that is huge people get to that (laughs) they take off one of the things i talk about during my intensive is that oftentimes there's like this magic time frame of about 18 months 18 24 months and it's my belief that people start taking off whatever that looks like some people it's like they take off like you know vertically and some people it's just like a little upward trend uh, but I think that that happens within that time And it's not because other people find them during that time it's because the 18 to 24 months it's how long it takes them to find themselves and be like this is what I want to say this is how I want to show up this is who I am and I am comfortable doing that and once you get to that place dude it's like a a rocket ship and the people that go faster, you know, someone like Forrest who did really have significant growth, especially when it came to Instagram. Uh, it's a lot of the other, it fa- the it factors. I've actually written a, an email um, about Forrest to the email list because, you know, Forrest and I talk about this in terms of what does it take to do well on this platform? And yeah, there's a timing component, but there's a lot of fucking work and there's a lot of the it factor and the choices you've made in life that now afford you the opportunities to spend time creating and doing these things, where you know Forrest chose to not have kids, where some people that was not an option for them, they really want kids. Well, now he made that choice, and so now he can be creating and and spending time. So, what does that look like for us? What does spending time on TikTok look like? What does your creator life look like now?
0: So, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think. That I have like multiple tripods with ring lights.
1: It's not crazy because you're all in that. <laughs> this is and, like
0: I have costumes. <laughs> I bought like shit online. Just like I have like different sunglasses for different characters. <laughs> I, I have a fucking smoke machine. Yes. You know? Yes. Like it's it's He's kinda crazy. In. It's kinda crazy He's to think all that in. to go from somebody who was like, I'm not gonna post on Instagram to now having like lights and mics and different cameras He's and different in, it's and just I love crazy. It. It's crazy. I'm all in. in. All in. But like, so creating content, it can be, so when you're in flow and you feel good about it, it's just like, what I do is I just take a TikTok trend. If you're not familiar with TikTok trends, they change like, you know, almost weekly now. Um, But it could be like any kind of trend, like lip sync trend, dancing trend, whatever it is. And then usually they have a formula where it's like, I said A, you thought B, and C's the punchline and what i usually try to do is tie that back into fitness which is my niche right so i it's really tempting to do some of these other things that aren't within my niche but i try to force myself to stick within like Good fitness job. yep and so you know for a long time i was like i can just do this i can just do lip syncs or dances or little skits and i feel safe doing that mm-hmm. and then up until recent and i and i, and I was able to get success with that. Right. And I gained following and up until recently where I was like, you know what? It's time to get uncomfortable again. What's uncomfortable talking to the camera, Ah. talking to the camera as myself. Right. And then like trying to educate, trying to do Mm -hmm. things where it's like provide some sort of education. And obviously I do that within a caption on Instagram, but now it's like, I'm talking more to the camera and doing, you know, like, Trying to like see people that I like on TikTok and Instagram and basically be like, OK, how can I do that mm-hmm. in my style?
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, folks listening, the past two Thursday shorties have been talking about creating content. And what Forrest has described is that uh, Winnie Lingovic's three C's of content creation. I'd right? collect the dots, connect the dots, communicate the picture. And he made a really good point about when he first started, one, doing things that you feel comfortable with. Like, you don't need to be, like, getting out of your fucking comfort zone every minute of the day. I I really don't subscribe to that narrative. I'm like, enjoy yourself, get some proficiency, get some confidence, so you can borrow that confidence and use it later going to the new thing. And you also have some, we'll say, to have Cs, you have some camaraderie, right? You have people that are there with you that are like, I like you. So when you go in this kind of new direction, they're like, we're still with you. But really good point that you said there about – when you started off, like the type of video that you did, you did it for a substantial amount of time. That was really, really, really smart. I made like
0: hundreds of videos.
1: Really smart. (laughs) Proficiency, man. All right. Absolutely. Uh, Competency breeds competence. Excuse me. Competency breeds confidence. Hundreds of videos. This is, I tell you folks listening, you know, post every day, mainly so that you get the confidence, you get the reps in doing it. It's not so that you go viral. It's just that you get to this point faster than if you were to post once every three days or once every Every never. So you're talking to the camera now. You getting any backlash or?
0: No, no, none at all. The only backlash is within my head, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, some videos for don't sure. don't do as well, and like, you have to kind of understand that that's part of the process. Yeah. Just totally. is, it well, is. Totally. And it's like I don't care. I don't care yeah. if they do anymore. Yeah. I used to care. Yeah, for and sure. And like I used to like put my worth on how well these videos did.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that's, I think that's natural in the beginning. Yeah. And. I'd agree. Everybody who has a following is like, yeah, dude, don't do that. That's just like, you know, people who are already are super rich or like, you know, money's Money's exactly. not a thing. They're past it. But, it. but it is a thing. It is a thing when, you, when you're starting yeah. off because that's your only form yeah. of like you don't feedback have and validation. <laughs> yeah. When you don't have it, you're like, yo, fuck, yeah. I suck.
1: <laughs> Money's important when you don't have it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like real like, okay, Exactly. I need it. I need
0: but it. <laughs> now I don't need as much validation. And I know, like, and it's crazy, too, because the numbers in your head are skewed, yeah. I think, as that, you grow. It,
1: oh, it's, you're always chasing. It's a finish line that just keeps eluding yeah. you if you're looking at it like that. Right. Yeah.
0: And it's like, It's like, oh, my video didn't get 50,000 views. It only got 20. That's insane. You're like – and if you really think about what you're saying, you're like, that's insane. That's insane. That's insane. It's
1: absolutely insane. So you're like,
0: if I were to speak in front of 20,000 people, like that would be wild.
1: That. (laughs) That right there. So can you tell me about the – I'm going to circle it back because one of the reasons that you started the box was – for community, for connection, for to bring people together, show them how fun these things could be. What has that been like for you on on socials, connections, and and community, and interacting with people?
0: So, so building community, I think, is a skill that is that people, if you want to make it in life with business, in like a brick and mortar business. Especially on social media, you need to be able to yeah. build a community, and that can be anything from just having like stupid little sayings, right? Mm-hmm. It could be like little things that you call something, yep. or just like, um, like for me, it's just like the bulldogs. Bulldogs call them you know? knowables. Yeah, the little yeah. like the puppies. Like, what are they doing? What's going on? Absolutely. And like, you don't have like I said, you don't have to be like I'm going to build a community today. <laughs> but you do i think have to be candid in what you share about that. yourself because that. like the more that, and the, the, that the less that you're like oh this is who i'm supposed to be i'm going to be very mm-hmm. proper i'm going to be very proper on this <laughs> this instagram story that i'm saying no you can basically have like little things that like mess you up yep right you can have little things that like that bother you and you the more candid you mm-hmm. are the better
1: it's absolutely it gives the, gives the audience t- – uh, so when it comes to knowables, what Farce is talking about, if we're going to like put a name to this, Jill, Jill Coleman calls them this, right? They're called knowables. And it's – the cool part about it is that you don't pick them. Your audience does. Absolutely. So you, you – like Farce exactly hit the nail on the head here. The more candid you are, the more, the more opportunities you've given your audience to say like, that's cool. That's something I can relate to, right? Because especially when you're coming in with expertise – you're above and not in the like worthy hierarchical way, but you're above where the the audience is at. So they can't necessarily relate to that. Forrest is very knowledgeable when it comes to programming and when it comes to nutrition, fitness, things like that. And so he needs to put that content out and he does, but to put that out and be talking about it, the audience is like, well, I have nothing to say because like, I don't do that for a living, but suddenly he's kicking a ball With with uh, Captain, that's one of his bulldogs. First of all, you kick it like right at his head, far He loves it. He loves it. That's what he loves the most. That's right. Right off of his head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's his favorite.
1: And suddenly, you have these things that are relatable, where people can are they understand. Like, I love dogs. I get joy from playing with my dogs. I throw a ball with my dogs. And now, you have knowables, and they're awesome.
0: Yeah, and like like you said, people pick those things. Yeah, they choose. People choose those things, and it's like I think the more you share about yourself, the better off yeah. you are.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And like the more, just like you, you are yourself. 100%. And the problem, the, the, the only problem with that is if you're a shitty person, it's gonna, <laughs> it's, gonna it's gonna, it's gonna come out. It's too problems. <laughs> like there's there's a couple problems there, right? So <laughs> so if you're yes. shitty, it's it's gonna come out, and it's not gonna be good. But at least you'll know
1: yes you you will know you will will fucking know
0: because they will will tell you you, right (laughs) and like you probably want to change some of those things Uh, you probably want to improve those (laughs) things right
1: Uh, and that's
0: that's why you do see some of these people who are like instagram influencers they don't talk to the camera at all
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because either they don't have anything to offer you know which it's fine that they're just pretty yeah you know or they or there's like there's hiding something i feel like they, they know somewhere deep down inside the there's some shitty parts about them that's just like i just rather not
1: because yeah, it's gonna come or out rather not it's gonna come someone out Someone's gonna say something yeah Farsh, are you filming recording creating content all day every day what is it like for you
0: so i try to not do that i try to not i do so a lot of people like all these like oh the TikTok gurus or instagram gurus say like Batch your content. Yeah, I so know. film everything in three hours once a week. Nah. It's the
1: biggest load of bullshit. Nah. I've ever no. heard.
0: Like ever. for me was it was like I can film every day. I'm able mm-hmm. to film every day. And the fact that I'm filming every day makes it easier to film every day. If you don't. And there's, there's weeks. There's some weeks where I'm like I don't feel like yeah. it. So like I'll film two in one day. Totally. I'll mm-hmm. go three days without doing it. But it's a skill. Yes. If you don't do it often, it's going to feel really fucking foreign to you. And there's, there, I've taken a week off filming before and getting back into it, I'm like, fuck, yeah. I really don't want to do it.
1: It is. It is. And you'll get back into it quickly, especially, you know, the longer that you've been doing it. But there definitely when you take those breaks, like I used to film all my videos, all my videos. That's how I built my platform. We're educational, talking to the camera, explaining a movement thing. 15 seconds, though, because that's all we had back in the day. Yeah. And then I stopped doing a lot of those. I did a lot of like – um like swipe content or like pictures, uh, not even pictures, like words on the graphics. Right? And so then, then I was like, oh, I'm going to start talking again. And I was like, oh, I have to like get into this again. Like yes. It comes back, but it was definitely, it is a skill and you got to sharpen that edge again. Yes. By doing the thing.
0: By doing the thing. And like, again, you can get really comfortable in the type of content you're creating. And I think one of the things like that I like to do is like, I want to do all of the types of content. And I want to make myself uncomfortable and I want to be able to lean on the stuff that I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. while doing the stuff I'm uncomfortable with. And I think that's important to constantly like re – you have to like reinvent yourself, especially with social media. If you're not reinventing every like three to six months, I feel I – just like tweaks. It doesn't mm-hmm, have to be mm-hmm. completely different person. Mm-hmm. But you, if you, you got to be tweaking some stuff, showing some different sides, doing some different things I think. Otherwise, your shit just gets stale. It gets yeah. old. And it's it sucks because you're like, man, I'm really comfortable doing that and I can do it in my sleep now.
1: Yeah. And I think I would say that for those of you listening that are like, but I don't want to, I think you can stay the same and not tweak, but you're going to grow at a different pace and it ties into your personality. Yeah. what the At the end of the day, the most important thing is what's going to keep you personally on the platform enjoying things. For Forrest, it is tweaking, reinventing, recreating every three or six months. It's having all the fun gadgets. I fucking love all the gadgets, right? It's because he likes these things and it's going to allow him to keep creating more content. If I look at some of these people, you know, out there that have been around a long time, I would totally be there. They're definitely, you need to evolve with the platform. You cannot stay the exact same. The people that are willing to really do what Forrest is doing because they love it. They that typically then continue to grow, continue to grow, and they get new eyes on them. Uh, and you're kind of like, that's that person that you're like, man, they're just always on it. They're always kind of leading the charge. So, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah,
0: and but like the other thing with me with that with that whole thing, like you're saying, like growing and growing, and growing. I'm like, wh- well, what? What's what did, the point? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like what, why are we doing this? That's the point.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And like, what happens when you like don't want to do it anymore? Then you like, stop. Wh- what happens?
1: Yeah. You just stop. <laughs> Like that's, that's it. I think that the coolest thing with you and one of the things that like I, I find most attractive in terms of a friendship is that there's always a, like I'm looking for excitement and not an excitement like, oh, I like, uh, am a, like, uh, an adrenaline junkie, but looking for excitement and looking for a way to push myself and see what else I could create. Like I'm looking at far, far sand right now, this guy's hands are black. Because he's like, again, all up in the tie dye and looking to do new things. And so I think one of the coolest things with building a following or building a community on social media, building a brand things like that, is that you learn that you can build things. And so it's like, all right, if this ends, then I go and build something else.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people are afraid of like self-expression, right? Like being able to just put your real self out there, out there. because you're yeah. fucking vulnerable. It's like, it feels, it's, it feel, it's kind of uncomfortable. But like, the more you do that, the more healthy you will become because you're able just to accept you for you. 100%. And like, that's the thing where I'm like, now I don't give a fuck if people make fun of me because I like to tie dye. I like to do it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, what do you like to do, yeah. bro? I love it. Like,
1: have you found, and Forrest is on TikTok now. I was on TikTok now. He's on Instagram now, and like, following has blown up. Definitely still has a penchant for TikTok and I love that. Like that little clip there of how excited you are about how much you love it, I felt it in my soul because I was like, that is what I feel about Instagram. and I will fucking defend it till the very end. Have you found – maybe let's relate it to TikTok more because I don't really know how many – it's just a nicer platform on Instagram. Like There's nicer people because you're more insulated. That's true. It's just because the algorithm insulates you more. It's why you grow slower but then you also just don't get mean people. But have you found – are, your, are the negative comments trending downward or they stay the same? Like, no, they, like? they pretty
0: much stay the same. So it's like it's negative comments. So the difference between like your content and my content is like I'm 100% reels.
1: Yeah, all reels.
0: So I'm more like free range Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're, you have like your people that see your stuff yeah. and I'm out there. Yeah, So, totally. so totally. And then like when stuff goes viral on reels, it's very similar to TikTok. Right. Got
1: it. So it's the same.
0: It's, yeah. And like shitty people aren't going away. Mm-hmm. You know, like unhappy people, they're, it's not like there's fewer of them. They're, they're still there. I think the way that you deal with hateful comments and you deal with like trolls, I think that evolves and you get more sophisticated with how you deal with them. And I think the more it happens, you can either like let it affect you, which I, you know, obviously there's some that some I do. Some part of you will. Some part of I me, that's yeah. that's healthy. And (laughs) you're not a sociopath. I'm not a sociopath. (laughs) Totally. But I think some of the the stuff, like, as you deal with hate comments, you learn. You're like, oh, okay, I've dealt with this guy before. Got it. You know, I've dealt with this kind of thing before. I've dealt with that kind of thing before. And so I think dealing with hate comments becomes a skill.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: But – It doesn't hurt any less. Like people still like say some shitty things.
1: Do you respond to all of them? Not all of them, but I do. How do you choose that?
0: So depends on my mood for the day. So I respond in different ways. First way to respond is with kindness. Good man. So sometimes you respond with kindness, and maybe they just misunderstood you. And you know, I've gotten people to switch, Mm -hmm. and it's great. Other times I'm like, yo, it's time to bring the fire. (laughs) You getting the smoke today, son? (laughs) And so, sometimes I'll make a make a mockery out of the person. Other times I'll just completely ignore it. Most of the times, what really is fun is when you pin those comments to the top.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And then everybody else gets to just Grosser. weigh in on them. <laughs> and the best part about that, the 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 cherry on top with trolls, which if you change your mindset, it makes it way better, is that. Every time you're going back and forth with them, they're boosting your engagement for your post. So they are promoting your page. Yeah. So they are working in your favor.
1: It is engagement.
0: And when you tell them that, it's the best. It's the best when you go back and forth like 20, 40 times. And you're like, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for boosting the engagement on my page. The more you respond, the more my page gets boosted up. So thank you.
1: Gosh, these people. Just yeah, like I know. Unhappy, fucking.
0: Yeah, and people. but it's it's part of the territory.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, if you want to grow a social media following, you have to deal with some shitheads. Yeah. And like, it depends on your content yeah. too. Now, 100%. so if, if you're 100%. con, if you want to be controversial, you're gonna get a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking hate. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's without a doubt.
0: If you're gonna be hateful on online, <laughs> just be ready. Yes. Just be ready to get 100%. hateful comments back. 100%. Because what you put out there is you're going to get it back.
1: 100%. 100%. Forrest made a really good tactical point there a little bit earlier on. Uh, For those of you listening around the edges or listening specifically, if you're trying to grow on Instagram, it's Reels, right? Instagram is trying to keep up with TikTok. TikTok is all video, right? And why have they done that? They have found that that's what younger demographics like. At the end of the day, Instagram is trying to stay alive and get a new fan base. And it's thinking, okay, younger people like video, so we're going to be all video that in mind they always push the newest part of the platform even though reels are not new it is the newest part of the platform and so video is the way actually last um, June I want to say Adam Mosseri the CEO of Instagram made a formal statement he said Instagram is no longer like a static square picture sharing platform they are pushing video so if you want to grow you have to be doing video. You have to be on reels. Like Faris said, though, that is going to put you out there. So if you want to stay a bit more insulated, then, you know, don't do, don't do those things. You won't grow as fast. You probably won't grow very much. But when you're ready to kind of dip your toe into it, it's going to be reels. And then that is what puts you in front of new people. And perhaps some people that maybe disagree with some of what you're saying, we'll see. Yeah,
0: and, like, there's a much bigger margin of error with creating a popular post or a successful post with video because yep. you have lighting, mm-hmm. you have your mm-hmm. message, mm-hmm. you have, like, the length of the video. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong with that. <laughs> and it takes practice. It takes some practice and, like, I'm not nearly perfect with it. But the, the thing is, is, like, trying to be perfect is also a bad strategy. Yeah.
1: You're you're stopping before you yeah. go anywhere.
0: Yeah. So you like want to make sure that, like, if you if you start doing video, that you find something that you're relatively comfortable with, and really get good at that.
1: That's it. There's a guy. Uh, we can link him, Courtney. If you could link uh, Josh Terry plays, I believe this is his Instagram. Uh, he doesn't even look at the camera. So where I'm going with this story is like we spoke about earlier. You gotta find a way to do things that you enjoy. And then you double down on it, like Faris just said, because longevity reigns supreme. And then if you've done it, if you double down on it, there's also gonna be some sort of uh, proficiency, some expertise with that, which can absolutely provide an entertainment value, right? We tend to think of entertainment as funny. Entertainment is subjective. You ask a room of people full of people what kind of movies they like, you're gonna get all different kinds of answers because they all find different things entertaining. So Josh Terry, he speaks. And it's usually about a minute long. It's a reel. He doesn't even look at the camera. He's not like some, you know, especially like a good looking guy or like he's not in the fitness space. We'll say that. Okay. He's like a very Bitcoiny kind of guy. Uh, and so he doesn't even look at the camera. He looks straight ahead at his computer screen and reads what's on the computer screen. But what he's saying is very good. And he did a post one day about why he does that because it's like, what the fuck? Look, look at the screen. And he was like, it makes me uncomfortable to look at the camera. So I look at the screen. And I was like, okay. And he has a significant, you know, a significant following. The content he puts out is good. So I love what Forrest is saying here about get started, play around with it, and then do it a shit ton so you get proficiency with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people that they, when they get ready in the morning, that's when it's they're amazing. filming.
1: When people do that, I'm like, how?
0: Yeah. That's, but it's like, that's when they're most comfortable talking. It's right? amazing to me. And like, that. that's, that's their thing. Yeah. That's you it. know and there's a bunch of other people that will like do voiceovers there's ways to get around it right and you got to just find the thing that works for That's you it. and it. it's not as not comfortable though oh. what I'm do you think is
1: uh so you said that you're right right now you're leaning into uh talking to the camera and things like that are you feeling like there's other endeavors as well With social media because you're always like kind of doing new stuff. What are we, what are you doing? As far
0: as content goes?
1: Content, explorations, anything.
0: Yeah, I think. It's on the horizon. I love day, day in the life stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And like filming those takes some skill. I feel like that's a, that's a skill that some people just naturally have. And I want to learn how to do that. Um, With social media, I think, you know, I've just started monetizing it within the last like three months. It's going very well. Um, I'm. Trying to make sure I keep social media fun,
1: yeah, huge
0: you know I, it's gotta stay fun for me if it's not, I'm just not gonna do it anymore totally right totally and I think uh I think video I think I'm sticking with video
1: I mean you came on with video, yeah, what else would you
0: do? I love video um I would love to do a podcast, I think I think that would be a lot of fun um, but I still feel like there's a big chunk of video that I just haven't even explored yet. I think longer form longer video. form, yeah. That's tough because TikTok just released a 10, Ten minute, minute I video. 10. saw that. And I'm like, what the fuck could Ten. I do in 10 minutes?
1: People have been doing it on Instagram forever and it's yeah. not good. That's yeah. what it is. It's not good. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> a, tell you.
0: I'm not I'm not sure about that. But I could do once. Most of my videos are under 30 seconds. So I would say like I would go more in the neighborhood of three minutes. Mm-hmm. But then that doesn't translate well to Instagram because.
1: It's long. I mean, it's too long. There's still. <laughs> It's, this is where it becomes fun and just trying to – I love that Far said the most important thing is keeping it fun and not trying to, like, hack the algorithm or figure out the algorithm or figure out what people want because you'll die.
0: Yeah, and it just doesn't seem
1: authentic. Like,
0: when you're like, I'm just making yeah. stuff what I think people want. No, it's
1: not the way. And
0: it just seems like kind of sold out. You're not really providing any kind of value. You know, I think you should be providing some kind of value regardless of the views that you get.
1: Totally. Like, if you get one totally. view
0: – one person, if one person sees it, that should be enough.
1: That's it. 10 minutes, Forrest.
0: That, that would be tough because you'd have to do something that keeps people engaged for like, 10 minutes. I
1: don't even, I will watch YouTube video. I don't like watching YouTube videos, but I will watch them because it's something I can't read. So like when I'm trying to figure out lighting, when I'm trying to figure out yeah. sounds, like doing mic testing and, and acoustic testing, I have to... Watch the video. I cannot read about it. Right. So like, I will watch the video, but it's like kind of begrudgingly. I'm watching this whole long thing. So I'm like, ten minutes. Like, we have it on Instagram, but I've ne- I, you know, very uh, uh, adamant about this when I coach people. I'm like, do not make that shit because. Yeah. Well, because most is people don't watching know. Watching it.
0: Like most people don't have too much to say for ten minutes. No. But if I had to describe how to get started with, let's say, like weighing and measuring your food Mm -hmm. right you would you could i would ideally break that up into like 15 different videos yeah but apparently they want it in one i don't know like i don't i'm still I'm i'm still like
1: the big thing for me in my mind is actually how it gets edited and cut like a straight shot for 10 minutes which is what a lot of people do yeah that is tough
0: that's really tough that's
1: really really tough so like that's really hard how do you make this actually how do you pull me through to the next scene
0: like a 10 minute podcast where you've just basically cut up the highlights of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that could work
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but like not very much stuff i don't think yeah. could work otherwise you'd have to be a youtube person that's it 100 if you're a youtube person 100%. you got that nailed yeah
1: it's and i think if it makes sense to me that tiktok is the platform that it makes sense to me if TikTok is a platform that does the ten-minute videos the best because to me it's the same user base. It's a, an audiovisual learner or someone that enjoys audiovisual content, right? People watch TikTok with the sound on. People watch Instagram with the fucking sound off.
0: I didn't realize that they're reading I, shit. There's a lot of people that watch it with the sound off.
1: About seventy percent of people watch it with the sound off.
0: Which would make a lot of my videos not make sense at all.
1: I mean, once the thing the thing is the difference is that. Your videos are reels. So when yeah. you're watching it, if it's really weird, right? Instagram is so weird because it's like in reels. Reels is like a different part of the fucking platform, right? Yeah. So you can watch it on your feed or you can go into reels. So obviously if people are in reels and they're going to have the sound on because we know like that's the association there. It's just weird when it just happens to be on their feed. But if it's popping up, they're popping up as a reel, so it's like it, it, your sound's probably going to be on in that way, just just still, for those of you so think about it. It's so strange. It's so strange to me. It's a it. The majority of people on Instagram, it's also an older demographic. That's our true. our our age That's range. True. That's why we have 2,200 characters in the caption because people like to read stuff.
0: Yeah, people so, read the caption.
1: Yeah, so it does transfer really well to bringing people over to newsletters. It does transfer bringing people over into, into, you know, blogs if you were to have that. Whereas TikTok, definitely we see people that are creators there leaning into, you know, that would transfer really well into YouTube. It's the, yeah. same, it's the same user base. Yeah. Makes total sense. And they're just they're also better at it. That's why the videos over there are better. Like yeah. People on Instagram, that is why the trend on Instagram was to point at words because we took... A platform where people are primarily visual learners, and we were like, "Give us some auditory fun stuff." And people were like, "We'll point, we'll point in it it with music." (laughs) I don't know because that's not how these creators' brains work. Whereas people on TikTok, their brains work like that.
0: It's crazy to me because like you have people on TikTok who have millions of followers, and have five thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah. And you have people on Instagram that are verified, have five hundred thousand followers, and have like three thousand on TikTok. Yeah. It's totally I'm different. Like, Holy shit! It's like it it's just depends. Totally, it's like you got to get in where you fit in, kind of deal.
1: Totally, totally Oops. different, and that's why it is you know amazing to, to, to see someone like you that's been able to navigate both platforms and do it very well. Like it's one, it is a skill to be able to do that. Two, there's the time of doing that
0: yeah the time sucks
1: like how are you doing that so when Forrest started he, he was on Instagram hated it really like he said in the, in the podcast he found TikTok loved it grew that and then came back over into Instagram how do you manage that now
0: so so what I did when I first started which I wouldn't recommend to really anybody to do two platforms at once was I was like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna do two at once and I'm gonna see what happens I'm gonna see which one takes off And what happened was TikTok started to take off more. So then I I would like kind of post to Instagram, but I was really focused on TikTok. And then as I started to post more to Instagram, my Instagram started to take off. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, I would have like 30,000 followers on TikTok. And then all of a sudden, I'd go from 1,000 to like 3,000 on Instagram. I'm like, that's huge. And so I put more effort in there. And then that would grow. And then all of a sudden TikTok would take off. So I spent my time going back and forth between these two platforms. And I would just – I wouldn't ever abandon one, but I would put all of my energy into mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Now I would say it's split relatively even because they are they are fairly going pretty well. And I was able to figure out what the flow was because the confusing part is Instagram and TikTok have two different, very different rhythms of like – comments, posting, jokes Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, hit, mm -hmm. content that hits. It's just very different. And you have to when you repurpose it, which I do, I repurpose TikTok into Instagram. You have to find a way to spin it. You can't just like copy paste. It doesn't work. It does not work at all. So being able to like navigate that and like the time that it takes is a lot of fucking time. There. That. It's a lot of time to come up with content, to post content to both platforms, to write captions, to figure out something that's new and fresh and not repeated over and over again. And it's just, it's just it's a lot of time. And like the amount of brain power that goes to thinking up content is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. For sure. It's a full-time game.
0: Like, why am I thinking about this yeah. all the all fucking the time. time? All the time.
1: All the time. Which, one, is part of you. You go deep. But I think it also kind of has to be that way if you're going to create you can't not if you're separating there's uh, the amount it would be more energy to, t- to task switch and be like i'm not thinking about it at all now suddenly i am thinking about it yeah. like that would be yeah. so 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 hard as opposed to leaving it open and just being like i'm always thinking about it but like whatever i'm doing right now has you know takes priority but i could see how this could tie into a, p- a or something i do later
0: everything ties into content yeah, everything's content but that's where it's like you've got to write it down mm-hmm. if you don't write it down you're gonna be like i oh, have this great idea but i don't know so if you just keep notes in your in your, your phone, phone you just write down content and you just got to keep doing that. If you don't do that, it's just going to be gone. Or you're yep. just going to be frustrated and be like, well, "I don't know what to post." Uh, totally. So, like, yeah, you have to be organized with it. I think over time, it should get, I don't know, maybe it won't get better. Who knows? Like, it takes <laughs> up a lot of time and it, energy.
1: I don't think it gets better because I think you get more involved in terms of what you're doing. I think that it be so as someone that's been doing this for a very long time, it gets easier to do like oh, i just gotta do like a gimme post okay like i could just do yeah. that but to be happy with it to be like yeah this is a really good one or like you have deeper ideas where you're like oh i could like do this and i have to shoot this like a day in the life that means you have to record all day
0: right <laughs> you can't so do if a you, day it, in the life of five minutes yeah if you're like <laughs> yeah that's where you like have to plan where it's like oh like, i all gotta day. and i've planned this before where I'm like I make it halfway through my day where I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to film a day in life today. What am I gonna post? Let me come up with something in five minutes. I'll exactly. just post that. So that step.
1: gets easier, but your ideas get more grandiose. Especially if you're trying to keep yourself interested in this and keep yourself excited about it. You're like, ah, hey, here's a bigger way to do this. Okay, now I I was listening to uh so thank you for those of you that actually shouted out to me and reached out uh, especially emma about this so i was watching an instagram video and charlie pooth did a, a sound thing where he had the sound go from side to side in the phone and right. i was like that's cool i want to do it so then i'm like in my office like googling like how do i make the sound go from this ear to this ear and i put that in one of the last episodes but you start to be like i want to do these newer things yeah these different things. I got to go and learn how to do it. I got to buy something for it. Right.
0: Right. Some of the stuff that looks simple where it's like, oh, they did that. That's cool. It's simple. It's not so fucking no. simple. Like you have to buy all these things and like all this behind the scenes stuff. And you need to buy a slider for your phone. I bought this thing that like tracks my motion that like, yeah. you know, a gimbal? It's like, a, it's like a gimbal, but it basically just, I could put it in one place, place in my, in my house. And if I move around, it'll just follow me it's cool so
1: it's cool this is fun like yeah but i had to fucking buy it i had to buy another thing all of his money goes to the bulldogs as well bulldogs but and tiktok so you get to yeah
0: and my hobbies be doing this also yeah
1: farce uh i'm cognizant of the time but i do want to uh actually i was not cognizant of the time i thought we were less time than it was but i could talk to farce for hours but i got a few more things to say and then if you folks are still listening to this thank you you can pause it come back later that's the beauty of a podcast uh can you talk about a little bit about monetizing?
0: Yeah, so it was one of those things when I started building a following, I was like, I'll oh, just figure out monetizing later. Monetizing isn't as easy as you think it is. There's a lot of different options. There's anything from brand deals to affiliate deals to selling your own shit, to selling merch, to selling coaching, to selling whatever ebooks. It, there's a wide to selling feed pics like for real. Like <laughs> yeah. you could do that. But you have to choose a couple of things that you think that you can monetize and that you feel good about, yep. right? I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. But it's not as simple as like uh, deciding I'm going to monetize now. Yep. And then all of a sudden like you're monetizing, yep. right? It's not that simple. Like you need to have a relatively good plan and it could backfire on you. So if you provide a shitty product – you go. And I'll give you guys a little story. There's a girl on TikTok. She was a fitness per. She is a fitness person. She's relatively young, but she's a typical influencer. She sold coaching. And she sold she oversold her coaching. She said it was going to be 24/7 support. All of a sudden it comes out to where look, you're not providing shit. You're not you're not doing anything. Deliver, deliver. She didn't deliver anything and then it just backfired on her. And she had a pretty large following on both Instagram and TikTok and it's not working yeah. out well for her now. Yeah. So you got to be really careful when you start taking people's yeah. money.
1: Make sure you can deliver. Of course. Yeah. Make My sure audience you can deliver. Good. They know the. <laughs> they're doing that.
0: But I think monetizing could happen at any point. I waited to where I was like confident.
1: Yeah. I think the best way to do it.
0: And I explored many different platforms and the way I monetize is through coaching is one, just one thing coaching. I don't do brand deals. I don't do affiliate deals. For one, I don't do those things because I don't want somebody else telling me how to make my there content. It's yeah. already hard enough. And to people who can do that, totally fine. I don't like, that's totally. just not my deal, right? I just make it through coaching and that's it. I keep my content fun. Um, but monetizing isn't like you, at the minute you decide to monetize, it is a business. I mm-hmm. want everyone to understand that. You're running a business that you pay taxes on that you file for. So don't just think it's like I'm gonna buy a Lambo as soon as I start monetizing. <laughs> a Lambo. But like, yeah, so <laughs> so the process of doing that and I talked to Shantae a lot about it, there are a lot of options. You just have to pick the the option that works out yeah. well for you.
1: Absolutely. I think Forest is one of the we have this is something we talk about a lot, but like one of the few people that's actually Being legit, I mean, obviously, anyone that I bring on this podcast is legit, but there are a lot of people out there that have a ton of followers, which is why you know we're so both being so adamant about like, yeah, follower count. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, it's like saying money doesn't matter, it matters, but you cannot assume that because someone has a follower, high follower count, that they're making a lot of money, nor should you assume that just because or just when you know when I get a high follower count, I'll make money. They're not,
0: they're yeah, they don't correlate. Like, like I have a friend who has a million followers on TikTok. He and his wife share a room inside of a college kid's house because they can't mind. afford anything else. It blows my mind. Like it what? blew my mind too. I was like, well, What what? It blows my mind. The fuck?
1: Like, it blows my mind.
0: And there there's a lot of that. There's a couple people that I'm friends with on TikTok that have over five hundred thousand followers who haven't made a dime. That's insane.
1: Do you feel that it's I love talking about this since you're on both platforms. Are, are you able to monetize and get clients from both platforms? Is one easier than the other?
0: Yes. So I get I get clients from both platforms. It's easier currently on in Instagram because I think the age difference, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like people, like people on Instagram understand that they're buying they're something. There, like, they're there to yeah. like they want to like support yeah. by something. People on, on TikTok usually won't scroll over to your your bio got it most of the time got it got it, got, right? got it And a lot of people who are on tiktok tiktok doesn't make it easy either but a lot of people who are on tiktok will push people to their instagram to then monetize
1: yeah that makes sense just the, even the setup now that i'm thinking about that far even the setup of the way that tiktok works you, as soon as you said that i'm like oh my god you have to like go to your profile so like it's right. weird Yes, when I, if I was to go to your profile and, like, look at your videos, it still seem in my mind, on Instagram, easier to, like, see your shit, see your bio than yeah. it is with, with – I didn't even think about and I that. Think, far. And I think
0: as a platform, Instagram is more trusted. Yeah, so it's a like, older. Yeah, it's older. That and makes like, sense. There's like, I don't want to click on a link in TikTok, but <laughs> I will do it in Instagram, which doesn't really make any sense, yeah. but, like, no, that's how people that. are. I get it. You know, so I get it. it's – and, you know, like, the pe- – What I've realized is that people are on one platform or the other. Mm -hmm. They're not on both. Yeah. Totally. Which, like, again. different user, man. I guess I kind of am just a TikTok because I don't really look at Instagram. Yeah.
1: I I, I cannot. I got stuck the other day in TikTok live. I literally, I don't go to TikTok. It's just not. It doesn't. I don't leave it feeling like, oh, that was so funny. I loved it. But I'm like against TikTok. But I got stuck in TikTok live. Yeah. There was a girl doing the asmr stuff she had a i don't know cellophane on top of her <laughs> mic and then had a had a, a brush but uh, i was like why am i here why did it i do like that the algorithm is like go into the, put you into these things yeah and i was like but why did you put me here
0: it's got the weirdest this is see the why? reason why you don't find tiktok exciting is the reason why i find tiktok exciting is because i will watch that yeah. i'll be like yeah. this is fucking fascinating
1: fuck and then she was talking like this and like
0: really yeah and <laughs> I was
1: like what is this yeah and that's
0: why I love it I love it because it's weird
1: I love that you love it first and like I love that you and love it's it.
0: unpredictable like that yeah. 10 minute video there was a girl the other day that had a million views on a 10 minute video that said hey guys I got the ability to upload a 10 minute video and then she sat there and stared at the camera for nine minutes and 45 seconds saying nothing as zero. I can't. Zero, I can't. and the comments were just fucking hilarious. I can't, I can't. hilarious, I can't. and that's why I find TikTok so Fair. funny.
1: I like what they've done. I like how interactive everything is there. Like it really, it looked the it looked like Twitch. Honestly, I was yeah. in live, and it was like they had a moderator. There was like coins popping up from somewhere. Yeah, and you can all make money stuff. with And that. I was like, okay, like good for you. I love that you have found happiness with this. I don't judge it. It's awesome for you, and I love, I love that I'm live, so I can see Far's face now, and he like lights up when he talks about TikTok. Love it. His face is just like, and euphoric. you know what? There
0: was a time where I was like kind of like embarrassed about it, and then and I was like, him. you know what? Fuck it, That's man. It. I, I like it. it. I like it. Fuck it. Like <sighs> I will defend it. I'll defend it. it.
1: I love that. I'll defend it all day. I love
0: that. And like, mm. and like a lot of people my age now are like really like close-minded about yeah. stuff. Which is just, yeah. now it's that's a huge just turn off in mm-hmm. general. I'm just like, ugh.
1: It's problematic. Ugh. It's very problematic. Like, give it a try. Yeah. Or it's like,
0: just be open that it, somebody likes something that it, you exactly.
1: don't. Let them, <laughs> let them do it. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't, affect, it doesn't you. affect you. doesn't affect you, man. Literally. It doesn't affect you. Like, ah, okay, that's cool.
0: And that's the thing with social media that you have to get over because people will fucking hate on you. And like, in the early days, people are like, oh, you're trying to be an influencer? Or, are you trying to be focused. It's like. And then I was like, no, you know, and after a while I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what <laughs> yeah. I am. Because life's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I am.
0: And you're not. <laughs> and you're not because you're a boring, <laughs> shitty person. Exactly. Just trolling these people but in I real life.
1: Fuck, like, yes. All right. I am down to my last question. I'm looking at the time. Down to my last question, Forrest. Actually, I have two because I do my official last question. But before that, and then I'll spring bring you on again again. Forrest and I were talking about this before. One of the toughest parts about having a podcast and having it for a long time is that you, like, at some point kind of run out of guests because there's a certain type of person you want to bring on. I don't want to vet someone, per se, but I want to know them before because we're going to have a conversation. And if I don't know the person, it's forced. And so also you don't know if the person's good at carrying on a conversation. So we, all that to say, we, we will be bringing Forrest back. But second to last question, Forrest. Do you want to tell us about uh, – I don't know. I have three questions we'll do a little sandwich here. One, can you just tell us a little bit about your love for bulldogs? Cuz <laughs> I know somebody's going to be like, "But I listened to the whole thing to bulldogs."
0: Yes, I do love bulldogs and you know, like for, like for I own a bulldog. First of all, Captain. You've two, though. I mean So we'll get to that, but like, you know, <laughs> Captain is 11 He just turned 11 and that's pretty old for a bulldog. And I loved bulldogs first of all because I cuz Rob Deerdeck had one and I thought it was fucking hilarious. He had had like a little buddy and I'm like, I want a little buddy. So I got myself a little buddy bulldog and that's captain. He's kind of a shithead. (laughs) But a couple years ago, I was like, you know what? I have the ability to like help out with a bulldog rescue. If I love bulldogs so much, why don't I give back? So I started transporting bulldogs from the airport that were getting picked up from like the China or the Korean meat trade. And they're just getting like saved And they would come here, go to like a vet, get cleaned up, and then they would basically try to get adopted. And I was transporting dogs from the airport. And then there's this one dog that I was like, I just brought him to my house, I washed him off. And he like was, he was just like, he felt like he was at home. So then I was like, hey, could I like foster that dog? And I did. And I got him adopted to a house or to a family nearby. And, um, I remember like that feeling was so great to be able to give back. Although it did feel like I was giving my pet away and I was sad for like two weeks. I was like, wow, this is like a thing I could do. And it was just fun to basically bring a dog in that had no, like no training and like train him, and like get him ready to be a loving pet. And I did that. I've done that like five times now, but But Millie, but now I got a puppy that was like eight weeks old who now is hospice because she has a small trachea. So they don't expect her to live past a year. Although she is around nine months, nine, 10 months now and she's going strong. Yeah. She um, strong. But, uh, I said I would stick with her till the end.
1: Okay. So she's yours.
0: She's pretty much mine.
1: And is it looking like she can be able to get surgery or like
0: now we've been denied a no, bunch of have... times. To where she could even get surgery. Like, we don't even know if we can spay her because her trachea is so it's small. Who's so small. Yeah. All right. So it's just like, right now I'm just like, I will give you the best life that's I it. possibly can. You get to experience everything. She goes to the gym with me. She gets to go experience life, play with dogs. have bike rides. She goes on bike rides. She is a super happy dog. She has yeah. no idea. So sweet. She probably won't listen to this podcast, yeah. so that's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's so sweet, she's so little she's yeah, straight.
0: yeah, she's just a funny little dog, and somehow she's become the star of my Instagram, yeah. so
1: she's like the knowable yeah we don't see we don't see captain as much, but just kick the he's ball grumpy, he's mr grumpus <laughs> 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 I love it, I love it, okay, second to last question, so we had, we talked about the bulldogs for those of you, I know you're going to be wondering about it uh second to last question, we're going to circle way back because you are like, oh, back when I was selling drugs, is there anything you want to say about that?
0: Yeah, so in college, I went to UC Santa Barbara, and then basically my fifth year, going into my fifth year of college, that my dad was like, we're not going to help you pay for this. Um. And I was like, fuck, that would have been helpful to know going into college. Mm-hmm. Then I could have planned to get out of here in four years. Why did it take it's five? The, because I partied
1: okay, just wondering. a lot. <laughs> I'm like, what is I partied a lot. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> I switched my major a couple times. Okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, so then I was like, shit, what am I going to do? And then so me and my buddy were like, let's – we lived in this house that was on the ocean. Wow. We had a goat named Carlos. What the fuck? This story. I know. It's so weird. And so what we did was we dug out – so like eight people lived in this house. But we dug out underneath the house. There's a crawl space. And we bought a couple books on how to grow weed. And we bought the lights and everything. And we basically grew pounds of weed. We had like 40 plants. Under this house with like multiple lights, and so what happened was the the electric bill went up, but (laughs) but what happened there? This house had a hot tub, and the hot tub broke right when we turned lights on. So basically, the the electric bill pretty much just stayed the same. So nobody nobody knew knew. nobody knew, and we started we sold drugs for like a year. We sold pot for a year, and then my buddy wanted to get into like selling ecstasy and cocaine. And I was like, nah. But then we started meeting with some shady people, like really shady people. And so we, he decided to go that route. And I was like, I'm, uh, out. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. I'm like, out. So I just know took, my limit. I took my money. And there were some shady times too where we had like a lot of cash, a lot of drugs. But anyway, I sold drugs and I used that money to pay for my tuition. Damn, so you and sold a lot. We sold a lot. I mean, wow. we were pulling in. A lot. Damn. A lot. We were pulling in like ten, fifteen. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, we were pulling in a lot. Damn. Yeah. So, pay pay tuition in cash. Wow. Oh. Which was nobody asked. Which was weird.
1: I, I usually like rolled up You go in into the, the registrar and, like, and be like, Here you go.
0: Here's five thousand dollars <laughs> in twenties and tens. They just want their money. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was weird, and it was a weird time and allegedly and. It was, I thought, we made money, and I learned a lot about business then. There, that. Scaling. That. Scaling, just, like, trusting. That. And building, and how quickly some things build, and, like, what kind of problems that brings. Like, there was a time where we owned a gun.
1: Damn.
0: That was... Not a legal one. Damn. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. (laughs) I had a guy in one of my classes, one of my rock tape classes I talked to, to, uh, that I taught, and he... Well, he, he was super personable, super nice, and he spoke really well, and I was just, he was a massage therapist. We were talking, and I was just like, you're really good at this. Like, you're really good at speaking about this. You're really good at, like, you could sell this, essentially. And he was, and I was like, what did you do before? And he was like, I sold drugs. And I was like, well, I could see this, like hundred percent you're just you're yeah. a salesman it just matters what you're selling but a true salesman through and through and like the rapport he's able to establish and how he able to, to position this and I was like mm-hmm. and the trust also I was like but I trust you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and like okay <laughs> you have to be trustable while not trusting anybody mm-hmm. which was a very interesting time where it was like I had to like size people up like because ah, so there were some shady times because that was you know that was back in 2000 so Mild. things were things were weird it's things were weird back then. Like, like weed was definitely illegal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Actually, brought my brother onto the show. I'm trying to think it's probably around the same time. Because, yeah, no, it was a little later. Because he was, I was in high school. Uh, he was in college. I was now graduated from college uh, when it happened with him. But uh, if you folks haven't listened to that episode, um, Courtney, if you could link that with Justin Dennis. Uh, he talked about, you know, conservation work and things like that. But he got... I don't say he got caught up. He got caught and bad things happened and ensued that actually led him down to, to the career he's in now because uh, of the like, uh, but I don't even know what it's called. Like he got caught, had to do stuff with the cops and then was like given, what is it called when you have to do work for the community? What is that called?
0: Uh, Probation.
1: No, uh, But it's like, uh, community service Thank you Yeah Thank you I'm like But does it even work Yeah And that's actually Ended up in that route But Courtney if you could link that It was one of my favorite episodes That we've done uh, You've had quite a life Yeah this.
0: the drugs uh, The drug thing was interesting Because it escalates quickly what? Quickly And you scale quickly We're like If I bought one more light We could do You know Ten more plants If I got hydroponic My buddy flew to Amsterdam And got like Smuggled back seeds
1: Damn
0: You know it was, it was crazy. You were crazy ahead of times. the game. It Far as though, you,
1: you stay ahead of the game, though. Because now, look, <laughs> now there's stores. You can get it delivered here. I know. It's crazy. Like, it's cra- I literally get game. it delivered. Delivered. Like-
0: I order it online and get a shout-out, Ganji like. Goddess. <laughs> 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 I order it online. You can order pre-rolls, and it shows up at your door Someone like like Amazon.
1: It's wild. It's crazy. It's wild.
0: It's cra- and yet, mushrooms are still yeah, a Schedule 1 right. drug. Like, right. that's right. fucking wild to me.
1: Problems. On the next episode, we'll be talking about psychedelics and mushrooms and the Ooh,
0: like. I like that. Yeah. I, we could, we I could have a whole episode on that.
1: We'll do the next one. We will. All right. The final question that I got for you for this episode, as far as I ask this to everybody that comes on. Is there anything that you'd like to leave the people with?
0: I think the running theme of this podcast and the one thing that we should leave with is do the things that you're afraid of. Do the things that make you uncomfortable because because that is how you grow. And not just do them once, do them consistently and don't be afraid to fail.
1: That's it. I know I it's kind it. of cliche,
0: but it is. Yeah, it's it is what it is.
1: This is the truth. I love it. I love it. You can rewind and hear some some tactics, honestly, of how Farris was able to do that in terms of borrowing confidence, start you know, set yourself up for success and do the things that you're good at and then start inching into those things that you're uncomfortable with. I love that. I think it's a phenomenal way to wrap it up. All of Forrest's information will be in the show notes, including if you want to work with him, he does online coaching, that's fitness and nutrition coaching. You wanna drop the website for that first?
0: And feet picks.
1: Only feet. Got that and website? The only feet. It's on my Instagram bio. <laughs> awesome.
0: Just go to the bio.
1: Link is in the bio at I know Forest uh, Courtney. Thank you. We'll drop that in the show notes. Forest, thank you for joining us. This has been. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. You folks listening to this, thank you. This was a long one. I know you could have been doing anything, and you chose to listen to us for like an hour and a half. Damn. That is. Went by fast, right? Yeah. That's like a Joe Rogan is podcast. <laughs> What if I could be recording for three hours? I'm like, it's too long. That is phenomenal, folks. We are both endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative of that. I got no asks in terms of sharing this or anything like that. If you enjoyed this episode, if you liked this episode, if you loved it, if you're picking up what we are putting down, do me a solid and go say hello to Forrest. That's it.
0: And fucking share this podcast.
1: (laughs) There he is. All right, folks. As always, endlessly appreciative. Until next time, friends. Forest, and Maestro, out!